I was about 11 years old when I ran away. And that's when I began a lifestyle of just criminal living. Danny Marquez made a name for himself in the streets of New York City. But when he was caught during a robbery, red-handed, his whole life changed. When they picked me up from the ground and started taking me to the cop car, I just knew in my heart that my life was over. I found myself facing 45 years of my life in prison. The verdict was guilty. Case closed. The end. No chance for me to ever leave this prison of my sin. Danny Marquez is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. Danny found a new way to live while he was in prison, a way that is all about following Jesus. He's excited to share more about it, and you'll also hear how God is using his broken past to point others to Christ. We're glad you're checking out this story. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. We spoke with Danny on Zoom before he began his workday. He works for an organization called Youth for Christ, which once employed our founder, Billy Graham. And we've got a message from Mr. Graham to share with you later on, talking about reaching people with the good news of Jesus Christ. There is a response and a hunger to the gospel of Christ when it's laid out straight and simple and plain and authoritative. And when people have an opportunity to receive Christ. If that's something you'd like to know more about receiving Christ, or if you would just like someone to pray with you, give us a call. The number is 888-388-2683. Someone's there to answer your call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The number again is 888-388-2683. You can also go online to findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. The only thing that I knew about my dad was that he was a drug addict and that, you know, he died of AIDS. Those were the only two things that I knew about my dad. Danny's birth mom abandoned him and his sister when they were very, very young. They were adopted into a loving family and grew up going to church with their adoptive mom. When I was about six or seven, I guess, she started going faithfully to church. So I watched her journey. I would watch my mom pray. I would watch my mom go to church and she would drag me to church, actually. And it was just not relevant to me. And Danny has some painful memories of church, like the time one of the pastors slapped him in the face for being too loud during the service. But even more painful than that was when Danny learned he'd been adopted. As he'd gotten older, Danny started following the wrong crowd and making a lot of bad decisions. It was around age 11, when he learned the truth about his parents, that Danny made a deliberate choice to keep going down that road. I had an encounter with my mom. We were in the project building in New York City. I asked her, so are you my mom? And she confessed and said no. And that was a turning point for me. And I remember embracing the streets because I felt a certain degree of rejection there. When my mom told me that, you know, she wasn't my mom, I felt rejected. And, um, you know, I knew that she loved me with every fiber of her being, but there was a hole in my heart that needed to be filled. And so I found myself trying to fill that hole by going into the streets and learning how to sell drugs and, you know, um, running around with women and, and those kinds of things. It didn't matter to Danny that living this way was dangerous. In fact, he knew it would lead either to a prison cell or a grave, but he did it anyway. I said, 
I'm not dealing with this no more. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do whatever I think is fitting for the moment. You know, sell, crack, whatever. I wanted to do whatever it was that was going to help me escape what I thought was pure rejection at the home. Within a few years of running away from home, Danny became a stick-up kid. That is someone who makes a living by robbing people at gunpoint. He also participated in larger-scale burglaries, and it was during one of those that the direction of his life forever changed. I guess I was about 18 years old when I had gone on a robbery spree. Officers caught us red-handed, and I'll never forget, you know, we were in the process of taking the equipment from a studio into the house where we were going to store the items and the officers approached me and they were like, freeze. And, you know, I didn't freeze. I ran and I ran through a house, jumped the fence, ran into another house. And I um, went into my co-defendant's grandmother's house. The police followed Danny. And as they made a sweep of the house, they found him hiding behind a wall. And they, pull me down to the ground. They stomped me in the head. They, they took her grandmother, as a matter of fact, my co-defendant's uh, wife's grandmother, and threw her on the bed. And they put her in handcuffs. And I'm like, leave her alone. She ain't got nothing to do with this. And I tell you what, I learned then that the bad decisions that we make, they don't only affect us. They affect the people around us as well. Innocent people that have nothing to do with it. And so when they picked me up from the ground and started taking me to the, the cop car, I just knew in my heart that my life was over. Danny was facing multiple charges and 45 years in prison. As he said, life as he knew it was over. But then a few months later, while he was in jail, something very unexpected happened to Danny. One day I was sitting in my cell. I'm reflecting on my behavior and there was a memory of a guy that I robbed that came to mind. You know, I put the gun to his face. I demanded his money. And unfortunately, he resisted. So I pistol whipped him. And blood is gushing everywhere. And the dude, he steps back and he looks me square in the eye. And he says, may God bless you. He said in his Spanish, que señor te bendiga. And I never forgot his words. And while I was in that cell, his words were rotating in my mind relentlessly. May God bless you. May God bless you. May God bless you. And um, it was at that moment that I became broken. I'm thinking about all this time that I'm facing. I'm thinking about the heartache that I caused my mom, the damage that I did to my community by selling drugs and robbing people and, and all those kinds of things. It was at that moment, actually, that I said, I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry, God. And I got off on my knees, and it was the first time in my life that. I felt free. I learned then that freedom has nothing to do with where you find yourself physically or geographically. It's a condition of the heart. And the word of God tells us, right, that he who the sun sets free is free indeed. And that day I was made free. Yes, even though he was locked up, Danny felt freer than he ever had before. Why? Because he was experiencing the true, life-changing forgiveness that only comes from Jesus Christ. Christianity is built on the idea of forgiveness. That's what Jesus did on the cross. You know, there he hung between heaven and earth as a sacrifice for all humanity. And even Jesus himself says, 
forgive them for they know not what they do. And the point was to reconcile us to the Father. God is all about reconciliation. He will enable you to forgive if you have a relationship with him, no matter what's going on in your world, no matter what's happening. If you have a deep relationship with the Father, you cannot help but to forgive. Danny knew he needed to change his behavior to reflect the change that was happening in his heart. He began working toward earning his GED. He was reading the Bible constantly, and he joined a Bible study with fellow inmates. The Lord just started pouring into my mind and expanding my mind just by reading the Bible and fellowshipping with the saints. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't score a high amount of, you know, yeah, I, I didn't score a high amount on the GED, but I did it. And that was the first successful accomplishment that I had ever done in my life, something that was positive. As for the original 45-year sentence he was facing, Danny decided to take a plea offer and had his time reduced to 12 years. He ended up serving 10 years and eight months. During that time, he grew in his faith and he became a pastor in the prison. I remember just before I came home, I said, God, I am okay with spending the rest of my life in prison because I'm free. But if you want me to come home, I need a clear vision and a clear mission for where you would have me. What would you have me to do? So I remember while in prayer, he spoke right to my spirit. He said, I want you to go back into the same communities, the same kind of communities that you once helped destroy. And I want you to start to rebuild them. And I knew that God was speaking to my life. That wasn't the first time God had spoken very clearly to Danny while he was in prison. He remembers another time early on in his walk with Jesus where he asked God for a sign to prove that he was real. I walked out of my cell with my Bible and I got on my knees on a chair that was in the gallery and I opened up the Bible and I landed on a verse that says, those of you, and is in Ephesians chapter 4, those of you who stole steal no more, but rather work with your hands so you could give to those who have a need. I know that that verse is not a relevant verse for a lot of people, but for me, it was a life verse. God was speaking directly to my heart. I was a kleptomaniac. It started with me stealing $5 from the top of my refrigerator from my dad to eventually going to, to local stores and taking candies and graduated to taking, you know, um, you know, stealing from friends and family and, you know, going into stores and taking bigger items. And eventually it turned into me going around communities and becoming a stick up kid, you know, and the Lord delivered me from that, you know, and I never forget his words. Whenever he spoke that into my life, I applied it to my life. Steal no more, but rather work with your hands so you could give to those have a need. There was a place Danny knew he could go to help meet people's needs. Inner City, Indianapolis. That's where his wife was from. Yes, his wife. We haven't mentioned her yet. Amanda met Danny while he was still in prison. A few years into being locked up, Danny placed an online ad to see if there were any Christian women who would be willing to take a chance and date a believer who was behind bars. Long story short, there was certainly at least one. Amanda gave Danny a shot, and it all worked out. Today, I'm happily married to Amanda Marquez. Um, nine years now, I have a biological daughter, and I got two stepchildren who I love as my own. And so they are 
incredible souls, very gifted in their own individual ways. They drive me crazy sometimes, but I love them. I love them. Danny also spends time loving on kids in high-risk situations in Indianapolis. After being released in 2011, he and Amanda moved there. They built relationships with youth and worked to turn a vacant lot in their neighborhood into a safe community park. It was a grassroots effort, and we would do events and bring people together and so forth, feed people in the community, and just give them gospel. And so eventually, Youth for Christ, they learned about the work that we were doing and you know, there was a gentleman named Rick Weaver who who stepped to me and he said, Danny, you need to get down with Youth for Christ. Youth for Christ is a ministry focused on youth evangelism. And here's a fun fact. Billy Graham was the first full-time staff member back in the mid-1940s. He led evangelistic outreaches under the Youth for Christ banner in the years just before he founded the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. For Danny Marquez, the Youth for Christ team in Indianapolis saw the work he was doing on his own in the community, and they were interested in hiring him. But when he went in for an interview, Danny says he was thrown off when he saw a copy of his criminal record sitting on the table. Danny began answering questions from the woman who was interviewing him. Her name was Allie. My rap sheet was like from the ceiling to the floor. And when she is asking me questions about my past, She's grilling me. She's like, so tell me about this. She was kind about it. Don't get me wrong. She, you know, but she was, you know, I felt grilled because I'm over here like, man, I can't believe all this is coming out. You know, I'm like, Allie, I can't remember a lot about my past because I was probably high or drunk out of my mind. But I could tell you about my today and I could tell you about where God has taken me. And I began to share my story with her. And she said, Danny, we want to hire you. Because your story reflects the kind of change we want to see in the life of young people all across the city and across the nation. And I was blown away. I I walked away from there like, I got a job. Praise the Lord. And so, you know, Youth for Christ um, has been one of the best things that has ever happened to me. It has helped grow me as a leader. It has given me an opportunity to reach out to the same kind of young people that I used to be, to communicate that transformation is possible. And it is possible through authentic Christ-sharing relationships. A big part of what Danny does is simply just being there for the kids in the community, being a friend and a mentor, someone that the kids can trust and talk to. He's also willing and ready to share about the hope any person can have through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Lately, Danny and his team have had to change the way their ministry operates because of COVID-19. They started delivering food to families that needed it during the pandemic. Danny would often sit six feet away and talk to young men and women about what they were going through. I'm like, all right, talk to me. What's going on in your world? How are you processing all this? And we'll have, you know, and it turned into what we call an appointment. And we're trying to, you know, um, engage them on a deep level and, and um, just let them know, listen, we're here for you. You know, keep your head up, stay focused, stay inside, social distance. This thing is real. You know, it was an education process for a lot of students because a lot of them were still walking around playing b-ball. You know, they were just continuing to do things as normal because they're not watching the news. So it required that we tell them, yo, listen, this thing is real. 
Danny is all about keeping it real, whether it's with the teenagers he ministers to on a regular basis or their siblings or even their parents who he's gotten to know over the last few months. Oftentimes, it's hard to get a hold of the mothers and the fathers. It is difficult to have a relationship with them because in some cases, they're not even thinking about their kids. Their kids are running the streets and it is what it is, you know, and so this COVID-19 changed that because now the parents are forced to stay home. And so now we get to engage them in conversation and get to know who they are. You know, and I'm, I'm like down with that. I'm like, yes, they need Jesus and I'm gonna do what it takes to communicate the gospel of love to them. Danny Marquez has been on quite the journey, from robbing people on the streets of New York City, to more than a decade behind bars, to ministering to kids in the inner city. As Danny said, his mission today is to do what it takes to communicate the gospel of love to people who are far from Jesus. You know, you don't have to work at a ministry to do all that. Are you sharing the love of Jesus Christ with people in your life? If you would like to know more about how to do that, we can help. Visit us at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute, we're going to hear how Danny was reunited with his birth mother. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I started my ministry outside of a church with Youth for Christ. And I have a great debt of gratitude to this organization. Billy Graham. I have not had to change my theology in all the years since I gave my first little testimony in a little prison and about 10 prisoners. And I tried to tell them what Christ had done for me and I was scared to death. That was the first time I ever stood in front of anybody in my travels all over the world. I found that man is exactly the same as he was in the days of Cain and Abel. Man's heart is the same. It's separated from God by sin. We've all sinned against God. And I found something else in my travels, that there is a response and a hunger to the gospel of Christ when it's laid out straight and simple and plain and authoritative. And when people have an opportunity to receive Christ. The gospel is the same, and it's my prayer that this is going to be the beginning of a great and a new time among the young people. Let's go get them, and let's bring them to Christ, and let's bring them to the church. Thank you, and God bless you. God bless you. Those words that Billy Graham just spoke there are the same words that helped change the life of Danny Marquez. Danny's been our guest on this episode of GPS. Before we wrap things up, we wanted to share one more story with you. It's about when Danny met his birth mother for the first time as an adult. He was 30 years old and in prison. My wife, actually, she found her online. And I'll never forget the time that my mother finally comes to visit me at Woodburn Correctional Facility. And she's sitting right across from me. And she says, Uh, she's weeping and she's, you know, she's just saying, I'm sorry, Danny, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, mom, I forgive you. 
And she says, but how can you forgive me? And she's crying, just weeping. And I'm like, mom, if you knew what I have been forgiven of, you will understand why I'm able to forgive you. I'm prepared to be a son to you, and I'm prepared to honor you as my mom. Today, Danny continues to build his relationship with his birth mom. He said they talk often on the phone. What an amazing picture of reconciliation and one that points to Jesus Christ. We want to thank Danny Marquez for sharing it with us. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland, and we would like to thank you for listening. And please, share this episode on Facebook if you think someone within your sphere of influence might be blessed by it. GPS, God, People, Stories, is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. And now I'm walking, walking.